Coming up on today's swim episode. We go away from the touring side of things and say you look at like uh, Spotify placement. So there's a whole strategy for being able to um, get in touch with and network with independent playlisters to be able to solicit your songs to try to get, you know, picked up and uh, in front of those decision makers. So do some research. This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, we are back, and this is Success with Music. My name is Walt, and I am your host for the show. This is a podcast for singers, songwriters, beat makers, music students. We are forever about the music life. Hey, and I appreciate you listening to our show as always. If you're with us for the previous episode, you know that we're doing part two of our interview with Sean Giovanni from the record shop down in Nashville. Last week, Sean was dropping some incredible knowledge about the music industry, how he made it from the bottom all the way to the top, and he's sharing his practical, pragmatic secrets with you today. So, yo, we're going to continue on and listen to the things that Sean has to say. Hey, man, I'm going to get out the way so Sean can do his thing. Let's do it. Let's say I am that artist that yeah, I want to do this full time. I don't want to work at the, the restaurant. I don't want to, you know, work at some, you know, retail outlet. I, I want to do this. I want to do shows. I want to put merch out there. I want to do, you know, I want to get my downloads and my streams and things like that. I want this to be my career. So in terms of me, like getting to where I want to go with my career, what matters most? Is it the song? Is it the business side? Like, give me some percentages. How much, which percentage would be given to the song? like a really good song and which percentage will be given to the marketing and the business and learning? Like, how would you characterize that? Well, I would say that that's a little genre dependent mm-hmm. um, because music is consumed in different ways and there, you know, there's different styles, uh, but it's definitely the music first. Um, absolutely. Okay. And then the, the, the marketing side of it is equally as important because you can make incredible music and there's plenty of artists that I've, come across that have unbelievable music but the, right. the, the people just aren't hearing it at the the level they need to yeah because it's all just like i'm gonna make content make content make content put it out but with no intimate interaction you know with the with the fans so the i think that they're they're both very important um you know but it's definitely like you know the the the, the songs you know first but you, you know there should be a good balance within it um, I think to be able to help people give like a, a process, I can, I can give you like a tangible strategy that you can start with today okay. uh, to work through. So um, step one, grab a piece of paper and a pen. If you don't have one, pause this, go grab something that you can write something down with. The, uh, once you have that, you sit down and you think about in, in detail, um, and obviously do this later, but in detail, um, what are, let's say, the top five goals that you have for your career? Okay. And these are not become famous um, and they're not like uh, just get like a number one song. Um, these are very specific goals. Um, and, and so let, I can give you a few examples of those goals. Let's say that um, a threshold for you that you see as being a certain level of success that you want to reach would be having a song that has a million streams on Spotify. Okay, That's a pretty uh, massive goal. Um, but there are countless artists that are accomplishing that and ones that are doing it with no record label and no investment, mm. um, just on their own, 
um, working hard and learning how the system works. Wow. So let's put that as, like, as a goal. Um, and it, not every artist has to do this, but let's just say that that's a goal that you have because you've already recognized that your music is going to uh, work well within that market. Uh, now, let's say you're a different type of artist. Let's say you're a singer-songwriter that enjoys touring around and playing like coffee shops and clubs and maybe house shows and you know and that sort of thing. Um, but you're not sure on on how you can expand the amount of shows that you're doing. Like right now, you're playing in your in your local town. Um, you're getting some decent gigs, but you want to start touring. Right. Um, so let's say that your your massive goal is to is to headline a national tour. Um, that that's a, you know a strong goal to have. Uh, another goal for some artists might be getting their song on the radio. So there's there's some examples, but and, and then another one that's really important is like revenue because that can be a very tangible thing to work through. Exactly. So let's say like. What, what, what would make you comfortable as an artist to be able to continue to create your art and be happy with where you're at? What sort of annual revenue do you want to bring in? So we, um, and you can dive deeper into this, and these goals should be individual and specific to you. I just wanted to give you some examples okay. so I'm not being general. Right. Now that we have these goals, let's take each individual goal and break it down into backward steps of like how we can get there. So if we take like touring, for example, um, the first place is, is going to be getting a lot of experience on stage because important in, in order for you to be able to headline a national tour, you're going to be you're going to have to be able to rock a crowd and be in front of uh, the, a group of people and be able to get people to really connect with you. And in order to do that, you have to have a lot of experience playing countless shows in all types of different venues to learn how to engage with an audience. Mm. So let's say right now you can't go tour. Here's something that you can work on to be able to prepare to work through that. Um, you can set up a mirror in your house, um, in your uh, rehearsal space, you know, wherever it is. You perform in front of it. You can set up a video camera mm. and you can film yourself doing it. And you can work through making sure that you're engaging with that mirror, engaging with that camera, just as if it's the audience right. that you're having eye contact, that you're connecting with everyone, and that you're rehearsing over and over again to really learn how you can create a unique experience in your in your performance. Uh, and so you you're, so you have a training aspect of that to improve that skill set. Uh, then the, the, the next thing would be like the tangible part of like booking more shows. So um, let's say that um, this would be a task that you decide uh, once a week or let's say once a week, I'm going to block out a couple hours um, when I'm not at my you know part time job where I'm going to um, contact bo uh, booking agents or like local venues. Mm. And so you work through this process to where every week you're working through maybe a goal of making sure that you have a relationship with every single booking agent in your region. And uh, that's not an unrealistic goal to have. That's something that you can work towards and accomplish within a few months if you do it consistently. And uh, and so uh, and, and so if we break, if we go away from the touring side of things, let's say you look at like uh, Spotify placement. So there's a whole strategy for being able to um, get in touch with and network with independent playlisters to be able to solicit your songs to try to get you know picked up. Right. And uh, in, in front of those decision makers. So do some research. Um, there's plenty of great videos out there that teach people how to do this. It's not very complicated. Anyone can do it. And um, and, and so uh, you make a, a commitment that you're going to spend a specific amount of time working on that. So we, we look at these larger goals. We break them down into smaller, tangible steps that we can take. Okay. And for me, that takes a lot of the overwhelming stuff out of it. So we know that we have to accomplish all of these things and there's all the stuff that we got to manage and we still want to create our art at the same time and that gets overwhelming. But if we can break it down into these tangible action steps that we're going to do, 
um, then it, it makes it a little more attainable. It also um, allows us to be able to have little successes every week mm-hmm. and every month that allow us to build some momentum and passion around continuing to do it. I think the problem that happens a lot is it's similar to like the New Year's resolution. You know, it's the end of December and and everybody's like, man, you know, starting January 1st, I'm going to work out eight hours a day. I'm going right. to meditate for two hours. I'm going to eat nothing but lettuce. And, um, you know, and how long does that last? Like the national average is like two weeks for right. like New Year's resolutions, right? And we, we do that because we try to take these like massive actions and we, we try to do it like once and then we're like, oh man, I can't do this forever, you know? So let's break it down into smaller stuff that's, a, that's attainable over time. Mm, now, okay. once we have those things, now we're like, oh God, now I got all this stuff I got to do every week. That is also not as complicated as we make it out to be. So the strategy that I have that I personally use and that I that I work with a lot of the artists that are independent artists that I work with, helping them work through their career strategy um, is what what uh, one of my friends um, that I that I built a, a program with. Um, his name's Ricky Mendez, and he came up with this great um, phrase called the prosperity plan. Mm. And for me, my prosperity plan has been my schedule with my goals included within it. Hmm. So. What is my what is my uh, my my intention for my prosperity in my life and my career? Um, and then what are the things that I just kind of got to do every week? You know, so when I first started in my in, in the started uh, the growth of my career, I had a, I had part time jobs. I had other stuff that I you know I had to do. I wasn't in a studio full time. Right. Uh, so, so that's that's um, already on my schedule. So let's say you got your your part time job. You know that you're going to be there certain hours throughout the week. You might have other responsibilities, maybe family, um, you know, responsibilities or other uh, like maybe volunteer stuff you do or commitments. So you already have like a kind of probably a schedule, you know. Right. So let's choose a calendar. We got our our calendar. We lay out our our work schedule. Um, All that time is blocked out. Now, the next thing that we have to decide is what are my working hours going to be? And for me, my working hours are not when I'm in a session. Um, and back in the day when I had like part-time gigs and stuff, my working hours weren't just when I had to go to my job. My working hours are the days or the, uh, the hours during the day that I'm going to work on my prosperity mm. for my life and career, um, not just the, the responsibilities that I have. Another thing is for students. So like students have you know classes and like th- that's kind of their schedule. Right. But you have a lot of other time in between that. So once we lay this out on a calendar, we can look at it visually and we can say, okay, cool. So like my job is from eight to five or my my job is uh, maybe a night job from like eight to two. You know, uh, you have that blocked out on your calendar. Now you look at the rest of the day. There's 24 hours in a day. We're going to say that most people need eight hours of sleep. Some people say four to six hours, you know, whatever. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, uh, says you don't need more sleep, just sleep faster. Uh, I love that yeah. that quote. Um, me personally, I need about like seven to eight hours of sleep to yeah, have yeah. the energy that I need. Exactly. But everyone's a little bit, you know, different with that. Mm-hmm. So you know that you need that. So let's take that out. Let's say the average is is eight hours. So we got sixteen hours a day. How many hours a day are you at work? Uh, if that's you know six hours, eight hours, whatever that is, right. you got ten or eight hours uh, left after that. Um, now, the question at this point, because now people start to think, okay, so I'm just supposed to spend like every waking hour working towards uh, spending my time outside of like these other responsibilities working towards music. Well, that's also going to burn me out. My question to you is how bad do you want the success that you intend for your life? Mm. And take a moment to think about that. Right. Because we say we want these things, but we have to be honest with ourselves. How bad do you want it? Mm. For me, I wanted it uh, 100 you know, that if you on a scale of one to ten, 
there was no possibility that if, since I was 12 years old that I was going to do anything else but make a living in the music industry because that was what I was the most excited and passionate about. And I was really fortunate to find that passion really young. Right. I didn't I didn't learn all of this like uh, discipline. Uh, you know, I didn't master this discipline early on. It took years and years to work through. So now I'm saying this retrospectively looking mm -hmm. back at it. But I made that decision and there was never a backup plan and there wasn't another question, you know, about it. So if someone told me this when I was starting out, there's uh, there, there's no like question that I would say, well, you know, I don't know if. It, and so that's what you have to ask yourself. How bad do you want it? Right. And 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 if you want it bad enough, and if you truly are are uh, there, then you're you're that step ahead. If if you if you don't want it that bad, then there's a question about is that just because of fear, or where is it coming from? Mm. Is it because you're not willing to put in the work, or is it because you're afraid that if you do put in the work and fail, that you're still not going to be fulfilled? And uh, and that's a decision that you have to work through for yourself. But let's say that if you're taking the time to listen to this, that you're pretty passionate about what you're what you're trying to create with your art. Right. So you're probably willing to put in the work to go through this this process. So we look at this amount of time that we have, and now we say, okay, how can we make the rest of the time outside of what it takes for me to survive uh, the most effective that I, that it can be to help uh, move my career forward in the direction that I that I want. So we look at this extra time that we have, and now we can take these small steps that we broke off of our major goals, and we can say, on Monday, I'm going to spend two hours working on booking. On Tuesday, I'm going to spend an hour working on um, social media content. Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, I'm going to spend an, an hour working on um, trying to get Spotify uh, placements. And uh, start small. Don't try to like block out, you know, 24 hours in the day. Right. Um, just maybe start, start small with one thing a day and make it, make it a couple hours. Hmm. Um, now, and, and I, I promise you that if you can commit yourself to do this consistently, at least for a few weeks, mm -hmm. you'll start to see this return on investment of your time Wow. and it will inspire you to continue to do it. Right. For me, my, 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 uh, prosperity hours are 6am to 10pm uh, Monday through Friday. Hmm. And that that's taken a long time for me to work to like, you know, to that, that place. Um, and so I have multiple things that I'm doing in between sessions, uh, you know, throughout the week, but that's where you get to after years and years of working through this process right. and starting small, wow. uh, you know, with this sort of thing. Uh, so we, so if we have this list, it's written out, then what we do to build our prosperity plan is we pick a day each week. For me, it's Sundays. Um, because I take I take time off on Saturday and Sunday, um, and and so on Sundays I, I look at my my schedule for the week. I lay out the sessions that I'm already committed to. I look at my extra time, and then I fill in all of that time with um, little tasks that I'm going to work towards. Mm. And those tasks might be contacting someone that I need to um, recon reconnect with, and 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 uh, with an idea that I might have. It might be creating content. Um, it, it might be working on my skills, um, education, it might be attending a, um, online, uh, networking event, or it used to be before a couple of months ago, yeah. an in-person right. networking event. Uh -huh. Um, but that, but that time is, you know, is blocked out. And, uh, and so I have it laid out. Now, what that does for me is that it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it, as opposed to always having all these things that need to be done and feeling overwhelmed, like there's never enough time to do it. Right. I've organized my time in a way that that is actually giving me more time because hmm. now with a focused um, direction on what I'm going to accomplish each day, 
uh, I feel less overwhelmed about what to do next. Right. And I found myself instantly becoming more efficient and getting more done. Now, as I did that consistently, um, things started to happen. You know, projects started to come through. Hmm. Um, that, that networking event that I went to led to someone that I met that told uh, someone else about me. And then I got right. a random phone call. And I, man, when that stuff happens, it feels so amazing and it motivates you to want to continue down this path of, uh, of having, you know, that, that focus. Wow. Now, the one thing that a lot of creatives think when we, when we talk through this is like, man, that's so much structure. Like, dude, I didn't get into like being an artist to, to have like this type of, you know, this type of structure around mm -hmm. my business. Um, my first question is how bad do you want it? My second question, um, or my second, um, uh, consideration, uh, within that or experience is that I have found that having this structure allows me to maintain a more inspired spirit consistently. Mm. Yeah. The reason for that is that my mind isn't always at work in a fight or flight response, trying to figure out what is the survival mode that I need to be in to get as much done as I can. Sure. It's in a, it's in a relaxed, controlled, uh, non-reactive, but more able to take on the inspiration and the experiences that are happening mm -hmm. because I feel in control of my uh my growth and my career because i have this sort of map for it and this idea for how i'm going to walk through this uh this journey right uh and so uh, so if we can we can start to create this uh this plan and look at our uh our career as another job um but a job that is super fun and that uh, and and that we love doing and that we, we would be excited to wake up and get to work on uh it, it really helps i think to to be able to do that um, now, there's two things that are super important outside of the music that, I, that for me, have been essential in being able to do this consistently. Mm -hmm. The first one is having a morning ritual. So uh, for, for me, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, extensive. Um, it incorporates exercise, um, meditation, and reading. Um, and it lasts about two hours. Mm -hmm. um, I wake up at six and uh, between from like six to eight, that's like me time. That's mm -hmm. just focused on my mind, my body, my spirit, and prepares me to take on any adversity that's going to hit me throughout the day. Okay. But when, when I first started exploring these sort of um, uh, exercise ideas, um, it wasn't that way, man. It was like it was like 15 minutes, you know, half an hour. Um, it might be like a quick workout or a little run and then dive into, you know, to work. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so some examples for artists, you know, um, maybe it's not an exercise thing. Maybe it's more you wake up and uh, people talk a lot about like morning pages where you get up and you just write uh, and just what kind of whatever comes to mind. Your, mm -hmm. your mind is very free in the morning when you first wake up and it puts you in a creative, you know, kind of inspired place. Um, gratitude is something that we hear about a ton. And uh, as much as it is is a kind of an overused meme and a cliche on social media, uh, gratitude is one of the most powerful attributes for a human being to have because it puts our mind in a, in a positive state right. where when we get hit with adversity and, and stress um, and drama in our life, we can immediately learn to flip our perspective mm -hmm. into the positive result of these experiences that we're having. So instead of letting things happen to us and being reactive towards them, we can look at them as opportunities to find 
beauty and joy and 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 gratefulness within the experiences that are happening and you can take that into the the worst of experiences and find a way to find gratitude within it if you allow yourself to mm-hmm. uh and uh, another exercise that um that musicians uh many musicians that i work with that have very successful musicians will wake up and they grab their instrument first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and 15 20 minutes they just sit down and they just start playing whatever comes to mind right they let their minds be open and free to playing and, and many of them will record it and then there's been um, hit songs that I've produced that came out of someone waking up and just grabbing their guitar and starting to play and an idea formed. Wow. Uh, and uh, and it all happened in like 15 minutes first thing in the morning. That's crazy. And then turned into, you know, massive success. Hmm. Uh, so um, so those are some things that, that can be ideas. But figure out what that is for you and decide the amount of time that you have. You know, um, if that if that time we can say like it'd be hard to argue that you don't have five minutes. Right. in the morning to do something before you start diving into things. And um, once we do that, then we're not waking up like freaked out about like, oh, well, what do I got to do now? And what is, and we get all stressed out and, and anxious about things, which as creatives, it's really easy for us to have a, uh, a immediate emotional reaction to things because we're wired that way. Right. Um, so now we're, uh, we're allowing ourselves to be a little more open, a little more in, in control and, um, and, and grateful around just waking up and, you know, and being alive. And, uh, and that experience can inspire us throughout the day. So then when that first bit of adversity hits us, we have a little bit more gas in our tank to be able to overcome it, work past it, and, and see you know a positive uh, result. And I recommend that whatever you decide your morning ritual to be, make sure that until it's completed, you don't touch any bit of technology. Hmm. Technology, is, uh, meaning like your cell phone, social media, right. your computer, your email, you know, any of that stuff is probably the, the the most unhealthy thing for us when we first wake up because it immediately puts our our mind in that that sort of sometimes a negative place or just an anxious place where there's all the stuff that has to be done right uh, rather than allowing us to wake up and prepare ourselves to take on uh, the the day um, so we don't want to be hit with that stuff right right away uh, and, and it's very common now for people to just have their phone right next to their bed mm-hmm. You wake up, you got to check all your notifications. Exactly. And man, the first thing that that does is just, is just put your mind in a different place than you, you probably want it to be. Um, and, and I think most people would agree, you know, with that experience. So, um, that's the, that's the first step. Now, the other thing that's super important is the schedule fun. So like that, that's a, now for me, like my morning ritual has become a lot of fun. I enjoy it and I get anxious if I, if I'm in a position where like I, I, I wake up a little bit late, if I had a super late session um, or if somebody's coming in really early and I don't have the time that I usually have uh-huh. for it. Um, now that I'm used to it, I just get you know anxious you know without it but because fun is really important. Um, I'm not saying that your life has to be a 24/7 focus on business because that's going to take away from your inspiration. We have to have these experiences outside of our music to stay inspired right So definitely schedule in fun. The idea, though, is that fun doesn't become meaning like if you enjoy video games or watching movies or TV or, you know, whatever that like fun, like, you know, distraction is for you or or going out and, you know, and hiking or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, we, we don't want that to become the thing that we that we immediately revert to at any time that we like see adversity or that we get overwhelmed mm-hmm. or we just try to escape. You know, we don't want it to be that that sort of constant escape. We just want it to be the thing that helps us find balance. Right. Uh, at least for me, that's my uh, opinion. So I, so I put that in a couple things that, that I do. Like I've, um, I've been a hockey player my whole life. So like mm-hmm. I play hockey 
with some guys a couple times a week. That's a great like escape for me to get out of the studio for a bit. Right. Um, I enjoy being outside. I enjoy being out in the water. There's a lake by the studio. We go out on the boat and cruise around. Um, that's a that's a lot of fun. Uh, um, I enjoy like hiking around areas, just kind of being outside and being in nature and finding some silence because there's always noise around me. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but what you know, whatever whatever that is for you, if it's if it's video games or you know, or TV or going out to certain places or maybe hitting the, the, the mall or, you know, whatever that is, you know, you can schedule that in and do, you don't have to feel guilty about taking that time away because that balance is super important. Makes tons so, of sense. Um, so that, that, that's the idea of the, of the prosperity plan. And I have a very, um, very much more detailed way of going through that in mm-hmm. this, uh, in that, that, you know, that course that we created. So if anybody like really wanted to dive into that, there's the opportunity for it. Um, and I'm, I'm also happy to share just, you know, more general ideas with things or, um, or even give you one of the worksheets that you could put in your, you know, in your notes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Because I really want, I really, this, this process has been so, um, essential mm-hmm. for my career path. And I, I really want to share it with as many people as, uh, you know, as I can. Um, so yeah. that's been a very helpful process for me to be able to find that balance when right. we get overwhelmed, like, man, there's all the stuff that has to be done. And I want to honor, you know, the, the amount of time that you gave us today, which is phenomenal. I just kind of sat back, man, and just taking notes because you are providing a, a huge amount of information. And, and I'm hoping our audience will actually understand just how much you gave us here. But for us to go a bit deeper and learn more about your course, because there seems to be a lot to it, and you clearly have taken time and years to refine uh, these pieces and these components, how can people learn more about it? Uh, the course that I launched uh, is called the Creatives Prosperity Plan, mm-hmm. and you can find it at mindmaptribe.com. There's a few different options about how to engage with it, and there's some free content on uh-huh. there as well. And the whole purpose behind us creating it was giving people, giving giving creatives the the the, ex, the exercises that I used in my career and that yeah. I've helped other artists use to be able to find that balance between creating art and running a business. Okay, give us that link one more time, please mindmaptribe.com. Okay, great. And for those of you who are listening here, go to our show notes page. It will be there. Any other content that we can uh, point back to Sean, it will be there. Again, you're listening to an industry professional, someone who's doing it at a high level. So if you want to get to where he's been, he's already worked out the bugs for you. All you got to do is simply model what he's already discovered to be an absolutely winning plan and a roadmap. So again, if you have someone that's successful, all you need to do is just start to walk along the same path. Hey, Sean, man, I really appreciate your time today. And you've given us so much more information than I could uh, ever imagine. Do you have any parting words or thoughts for us today? Absolutely. Uh, there's a book that I was recently introduced to by uh, two of my friends, Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they run an incredible creative company here in Nashville called Weirdo Workshop. And if you're not familiar with them, look them up. They are the epitome of, of artists and some incredible writers and producers. Uh, they, they, they have a uh, group that they started here in town through Weirdo Workshop called Tiny Book Club. And every, every month or so, we get together and we read a book under 200 pages, uh, and then we get together to, to talk about it. And the book that they introduced to me um, earlier or, uh, last year is called For Everyone, and it's written by an author named Jason Reynolds. And that book was the most inspiring piece of literature that I've ever read as it relates to the struggle of the artist's mm-hmm. journey. Wow. 
in my career, I had all these milestones that I thought that like once I reached, once I hit them and achieved them, that I would have made it. Mm. And over the years, I've continued to struggle with this idea of what making it really means and um, and having satisfaction, um, and not in a not in a way where I'm not appreciative of what I've what I've been have the fortune to be able to accomplish, but just that personally you have this feeling that like, well, man, if I could do that, like I could reach this and it just kind of continues on. But when I was young, the idea of just getting a song on the radio was like the end game. Right. It was like, you know, the thing that like that, that would be like, oh my God, you know, mm -hmm. I made it. Um, and, uh, and the, 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 the thing that it really helped me understand uh, is that as we reach these things, um, they're fleeting. Mm. They feel great in the moment. Um, it doesn't matter how large the accomplishment It's yeah. incredible, but, it only lasts as long as the experience was over. And wow! Once, hmm. once that once that experience is over, you know your your success is only there when you've won. But then the day after, um, you know you're you're working back towards it again. Huh, that's crazy. And, uh, the, the music industry is a roller coaster ride, and we have to have something bigger than ourselves to hmm. work towards. That is not just a tangible achievement, whether it's money or fame or accomplishments or awards. Uh, it has to be something bigger. Right. And. I feel very fortunate to have found that purpose when I was really young mm -hmm. and the impact that music had had on me and how excited I was to be able to, for the idea that I would be able to help other people create music that would have an impact on so many people. Wow. And so w one of the places that I go to to find inspiration is closing my eyes and thinking about the songs that I've produced that, that or been a part of that have, that have played in front of thousands of people in a giant stadium. Mm -hmm. And I think about the experience of all those people there together sharing in the emotion of this uh, performance of art that just started as a generalized idea in someone's mind, hmm. but then was able to be taken through this process to be put into a tangible form and then reaches all of those people. And so for right. me, like that's one of my big motivations. And when I get overwhelmed, I kind of take myself to that yeah. place. And what Jason did in this book was put the idea of this journey of this idea of making it and what accomplishment really means and mm -hmm. what what success means into such a uh, man, like such an incredible visual um, understanding. And, uh, and so I invite every artist to read that book. It had such a huge impact on me and it gave me so much peace of mind to understand that there's other people out there that have gone through this same type of process of, of, of wondering what like that, where that ultimate fulfillment you know, should come from. Hmm. And without giving too much away, you know, sort of the result that you feel at the end is that the, um, the, the journey that we're on is really the most beautiful part of it and the experiences that we have along the way. And it, it is really what we should be striving for, mm -hmm. not like the end result, because this, this journey just kind of keeps evolving and keeps growing. And right. that is what is so beautiful about it. Huh. Wow. Um, and, uh, and, and so, um, with that, um, there is a, a, a story that, have you heard of Les Brown? He's yes. one of my favorites. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, Les is an incredible human being. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he tells this incredible story about the Chinese bamboo tree. Mm -hmm. Um, have you heard this story? I believe I have, but feel free. Uh, oh, cool. So we'll share it with everybody else because sure. we know how, how powerful it is. It, it's another thing that really hit home with me and that I really love to share with people mm -hmm. um, because of how much uh, how much uh, impact it had on me. So the idea around the Chinese uh, bamboo tree, there's this there's this guy in Far East Asia 
he's going out in his village every day and he's watering the dirt mm-hmm. and everyone in the village is walking past them like what is this dude doing mm-hmm. he's been out here for years right. pouring water on the dirt and nothing is happening exactly um but he knows that something is happening something really amazing is happening and the crazy thing about the chinese bamboo tree is that you have to water it for five years before it sprouts mm-hmm. So as this dude is doing it, everyone in the village is looking at him like, this guy's crazy, but he knows that eventually this thing is going to explode. Right. And, uh, and so what happens is that w- while, it's, uh, while he's watering it, the roots are growing really deep into the soil and, and grabbing on uh, really tight to have a lot of support for when it begins to grow. And then after five years, it sprouts, and in six weeks, it grows 80 feet tall. Yes. And so the so the funny question that you know that people ask is how long did it take it to grow eighty feet tall? Was it six weeks? Uh, in the terms of entertainment, did that artist's career is that an overnight success mm-hmm. or is that a ten year overnight success? Exactly. Or in the case of the bamboo tree, is that a six year overnight success? Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that takes years and years. And so, in line with what Jason talks about in that book and the and just the the artist experience as a whole, we have to understand that. Every one of these uh, actions that we take on a daily basis to work towards our career doesn't need necessarily to result in a Grammy Award or a Billboard hit. Mm-hmm. It just needs to result in building our roots strong. Right. So as we continue to do that, we have enough of a foundation to stand on that as the opportunities come and as this growth happens, we're, we're able to explode. And once we do that, we've built this foundation that is so strong that we'll be able to maintain a lifelong career Wow. that will fill us, uh, you know, throughout our existence. Yeah. And that's what I hope that, um, that the information that I try to share and the experiences that I've had will help people do for themselves. Yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. Listen, Sean, I can't thank you enough for the amount of knowledge that you've provided today. I'm, I'm serious that your insight today has been like amazing. So for those of us who are listening, please, please go back, save this uh, episode, download this episode, uh, share the episode. Sean is dropping major knowledge. This is, goes way well beyond just creating a product. This is about a system. It's about a lifestyle. And as he's mentioning, creating uh, roots that will allow for you to to grow in your career over time, not just have an overnight success because it's over <laughs> once you know th- that that award comes or you know you get uh, that that uh, recognition on some type of chart. He's talking about a sustainable career where you can enjoy for the rest of your life. Man, Sean, thank you so much for your time today. We're going to put your contact information and some of the things you mentioned today in our show notes. And again, we cannot thank you enough. Again, ladies and gentlemen, today we've had Sean Giovanni. He is the producer, engineer, and owner of The Record Shop there in Nashville. Hey, Sean, thanks again, man. Thank you. It was really great to be here. And I want to let everyone that listens know that when you put that contact info on there, do not hesitate to reach out to me. When I started my career, I reached out to everybody. And for a long time, my inbox was empty. And I know how challenging it is to find support and resources. So no purchase required, no intention for sales, anything. If you need help or just support or just want to ask a question, I answer every single email that I get because I know what it's like to be in the place where you're trying to just figure it out and you need someone to support you. And so I've dedicated time in my daily routine to respond back to people and give people support. So don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here to help and support. And I wish everyone the most uh, successful artistic prosperity along their journey. Thanks a lot for having me. 
Absolutely. Swim team, listen to that offer. You're paying absolutely nothing and you're getting insight from someone who's actually doing what you want to do and he's willing to help. I mean, come on, man. That's phenomenal. He's paying it forward. Support this man. Uh, make sure that you, you know, any, uh, you know, contact information that he has available, make sure that you just uh, pub him uh, really hard because these, this is one of the true ones in the industry that he's looking to make things better for everybody. So again, Sean, thank you so much. My pleasure. Wow. Again, Sean Giovanni from the record shop in Nashville. This guy is a beast. And more than that, man, he is a kind, sharing person who's really trying to help everybody out. I mean, he completely emptied the clip all the way to give you a lot of knowledge. I mean, really. I mean, this is stuff that you can apply right away. So again, Sean Giovanni, man, thank you so much for your insight and knowledge. And hey, music fam, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We are aiming to drop content on a regular basis. When we do and we have phenomenal guests like Sean, guess what? You want to know about it. So subscribe right now. Drop us a few reviews and let's keep it going. Hey, we'll check you on the next episode. $10.